0: Mark Nelson, Happy New Year.
1: Cindy Hagley, Happy New Year and many grave misunderstandings to you. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, it's kind of weird. 2020, I remember back when I was a kid in high school, you're calculating how old you were going to be when when you know, when the, the century changed. Yeah. And now we're 20 years past that and it just blows my mind. I'm, I'm starting to feel old. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. Um, I thought that in the year 2020, I would be 173 years old. But as it turns out, my math wasn't very good. So, ah. But I'm not quite that old. So since I – I mean, that makes me feel better because I know I'm, I'm not that old. So it's got to be good, right?
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think our listeners know that you and I are both – contacted a lot by television producers we are contacted individually and also as a team Mm -hmm. and we have a lot going on and and we are both very blessed with that and i just have this feeling something big is going to happen
1: well i think so too i've got a couple of irons in the fire Um, i'm hoping that one of them at least one will be with you because mm-hmm. we play nice together we have fun together mm-hmm. and um one way or another i'm gonna drag you kicking and screaming or vice versa <laughs> into, into um, the bright bright light of stardom
0: <laughs> you know that's very funny because you know why stop with one television show i mean we've got to have two, oh, or two yeah. either as producers or writers and and talent right yes
1: oh absolutely well in fact i am working on something i, I mean that's so funny you know it's like we Um, You have stuff, I have stuff, Mm -hmm. but we really are kind of limited as to how much we can talk about it on air. Mm
0: -hmm. Mark, I am excited because I get to talk to you about something I know very little about and that is your gift of psychometry. So tell our listeners what psychometry is.
1: Well, I love psychometry. Um, If you see some uh, psychic medium, pick up an object, hold it, think for a second, and then start to tell you what they get from it they are in fact practicing psychometry. Psychometry is, a, is considered a form of scrying. Scrying is a form of being able to, is a form of um, interpretation, seeing, uh, however, you know, looking into the future, looking into whatever it is you're looking. Um, and, but instead of looking into, say, uh, a pool, a, a bowl of water, or a mirror, as in traditional scrying, I hold an object. I'll pick it up, I'll get a message from it, and it's just, it's funny. It's like, um, with this kind of work, I tend to take a slow blink and I start to see things differently than when I'm just driving down the street or hanging out with friends or going to work and, and writing something or whatever it is. You kind of adjust your point of view. That's about one way to look at it. When I hold something, it's almost like it becomes a tuning fork. Now, I have an idea as to why... Um, psychometry works and that is that um, we're all energetic beings according to quantum mechanics which references molecules of a sub-atom- subatomic level, I believe is wh- what it is. I'm hopefully getting that correct. But mm-hmm. the idea is that if you tap on a table, it appears to be solid. But if you look at it closely enough under the uh, most powerful microscopes, you'll see that it's really energy. And it's energy in a form that um, we can uh, interpret with our hands, through our experiences. So really, everything is energy. That's And so based on that, I think that this energy, when we interact with something... I wear a watch sometimes, I wear a wedding band, I wear, you know, uh, I have a bracelet I wear occasionally. Those little things, uh, I believe uh, that the energy that comes off of my being uh, imprints on those. Uh, I also, uh, I don't know about you, Cindy, but I've seen uh, photography where we can see uh someone's aura or aura photography mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. when you look at those pictures our our this energy that seems to be coming from us does not mm-hmm. stop at the surface of our skin it seems to radiate there's like a fuzzy level around it a fuzzy b- barrier i think that that fuzzy barrier is actually i mean our as i understand it that our uh, our, our auras are made up of all of the choices we make in our life makeup, it's uh, the essence of who we are. And if the essence of who we are imprints on things that we come in contact with if we do it a lot, that means that there is almost like we're leaving behind a little psychic DNA. So, um, I I think that psychic DNA is what allows me to pick up an object uh, without knowing who the owner is and to start reading for them. Um, I just had it, I was tested the other day with a, um, I can talk about this without being too specific someone gave me a knife to hold and I picked it up and I immediately said okay this is kind of a wild thing but I think that this knife had been used in a murder which is what they wanted to find out Um, yes it looked like it had rust on it but I think that it was more than rusty it was blood that had been rusted in place but the knife is in such a poor state of um, repair it was so dirty it was so aged that it was you know this thing was at least what maybe 50 years old
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it was part of a um, a cold case or it was part of a murder that i believe had been solved but they never found the weapon they found the body they they determined who was guilty and so as a as a piece of evidence it was less important because the the case had been solved the murder, uh, murderer had been discovered, and everyone knew what had happened. So I don't see this as being essential. But it was really interesting. I pick it up. I start to see uh, people fighting. I see more than one man fighting. I see a man fighting for his life. And it, just, it starts to unfold in a really tragic, kind of very real way. It's almost like I've, it, it, I guess you could say it's almost like you remember seeing Live footage of something terrible happening, and it's hard to unsee it. You know, there's that joke that I wish I could unsee this, I wish I could unsee that. Well, sometimes there are things that, through the psychometry, I wish I could unsee. But it's there. It sticks in my head, and it doesn't really go away sometimes. I have to actively push it away.
0: One of the basic principles of physics, you know I'm a science and tech geek. Yes. But one of the basic principles of, of physics is... It's, it's called energy con- conservation, where energy can neither be created nor destroyed. However, energy can change shape. Yes. And, and when I think of what you do, it's basically the residual energy that's been left there by whoever has touched it or been yes. involved or whatever yes. this thing has experienced. So I find it very interesting that there's actually scientific uh, basis behind your gift
1: well uh, yes thank you and I, I believe it's accurate I believe it's real I mean I I'm just not that good a guesser you know mm-hmm. and there are things too that people clearly unlike this one uh, experience where someone asked me to hold something and then some other rel- related objects that were found with the knife which all seem to kind of support the idea that a murder had taken place mm-hmm. and that this was this knife had played a role in it and it actually fit into the, the, what we knew about this murder and what I, I, I was told was related to this, where it was found um, mm. and a murder that had taken place and objects that were found with it. Again, uh, had this been an ongoing investigation, uh, the person who found this stuff should have brought it to the police, but this case had been closed for decades. So mm-hmm. this is more like an interesting artifact after the fact.
0: I would like to share with our listeners an experience that you and I had, and I know you always, you don't always remember your readings. but No. Um, no, I don't. About a year, year and a half ago, you actually read an object for me. You, I'm sure you don't remember the object, but my mother passed away when I was 16 months old. She died in December. Uh. And there was a toy under the tree that my father didn't, you know, she never gave it to me. She passed before Christmas. I was, again, 16 months old. My brother, or my, my father gave me this when I was 20. And I know very little about my mother. I've spoken to other people. No one has ever been able to bring her forward. I handed you this toy. Mm-hmm. And in typical fashion of my dad, both my parents came through. My dad, you know, tried to crowd her out. But one of the things you said to me Um, was your mother is uh, is very proud of you she is glad that you have have taken on and 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 done something with the gift that she gave you now my mother was an amazing woman she was a musician she did all these things she was a great mom you know the universe just took her way too soon Mm -hmm. but i assumed because i'm a guitarist i'm a musician she played guitar i assumed that what you were talking about was music. And I said to you, oh, it's guitar, it's her musical gift. And you said, no, it's your writing gift. Uh. And what I find fascinating is there are very few people that know that I consider my writing skills to be the greatest gift that I have to offer anyone. I'm a great writer and I know that and it just comes naturally. And there is no way that you could have known that, because you and I have never discussed that. No, no. And the no. fact you described my father to a T, including what he was wearing, you had less visual well. information from my mother, but mm-hmm. there is no way that you or anyone in that home that night would have known that, and that blew me away.
1: Well, I'm, I'm glad that it was meaningful. Uh, I really do, Cindy, take the position that I'm, I'm just part of the, the uh, experience that... It was your dad that wanted you to come, to come through for you. It was your mother. And mm-hmm. so they are the, the chief actors. I'm trying to be a conduit, a wire, a channel. You've heard all of these things, but it really is true. And the more ego I put into this, the worse I seem to do. So mm. I try to be very clear about that, yeah, I, I have a very active role to play. But I, at, at a certain point, I have to truly... Like open the doors, step aside, and let the information come through. Otherwise, it's it's not happening. So I really do think that your folks wanted you to 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 be there, wanted to be there to talk to you, to you know, to show you that they they even though they may have left early, it wasn't they they didn't want to leave. They loved you, and mm-hmm. they wanted to make themselves present.
0: So oh, I was crying like a baby. <laughs> uh. My mother came through after fifty some years, right? So yeah. That was a very special moment for me, and I have you and your skills to thank.
1: Well, I'm I'm honored, and I want to tell you about this one other thing that happened when I was being tested for uh, a show. Um, the producer, it was actually the, the DP, the director of photography, that was watching me work and talk about these objects. And then he took the watch off his wrist and said, what can you tell me from this? And I said, oh, okay, someone bought it for you but they left it for you it's kind of like they bought it for you but they left it for you and the guy just like his eyes went very wide because he said his father bought it for him and then was going to give it to him the following day but then he had a heart attack that Mm -hmm. night and left the watch on his mantle for him so he bought it for him and he left it for him he was never able to formally give it to him. And then that opened up the door to other messages related to his father, which I think were um, it, you know, useful and interesting, but it's just like, what a funny little detail, it's like, he bought it, but he left it, okay. And that, that to me says that dad is present, dad is here, dad is talking, dad isn't just Mark saying something nice to make you feel good, because that's kind of a, a, a cheap thing. You know, I mean, I, I I try to do more.
0: So when you have these objects in your hand and these these things come to you, are you are you seeing it? Are you feeling it? How how does this manifest?
1: Well, sometimes it feels like something that someone told me and I forgot and now I'm re remembering it. Sometimes it's very active. I'm hearing it. It's almost like <coughs> I feel like the ventriloquist were, or and I'm the dummy. Where well, they're mm-hmm. speaking through me as quickly as I can get the words out, and so I, I, there are times when I—it's almost like someone is sitting behind me, sitting at my shoulder and saying, "That was, this is, this was mine. It's now my daughter's. That was another person that mm-hmm. I read for. And tell her that this has I, I got this as a reward for doing something. Uh, I—it I, was—it was in recognition of an accomplishment of mine." And so she said, yeah, it was for my mom. And yes, it was um, due to an accomplishment that she had you know, earned. It's like, OK, well, then it just sets it up so that people know I'm really talking to someone that they loved. This small object may be one of the few physical connections that they have left with them. And it, it becomes very, very heartfelt. It becomes very real. It's almost like their presence is there with the object. And I, I love that you know it can be really fun and special i have one one other psychometry story and we can talk more about it but there's a funny one that's kinda like ridiculously funny and kind of like oh my god is that where that was um, someone i was doing uh, i just the audience our our listeners know I, I will do presentations where i can get up in front of hundreds of people people will uh, i will say bring up your items i'm not going to look to see who owns what who puts what on the table, and then I'm just going to go back to the table after one has sat down. I'll talk a little bit about psychometry. Then I'll go over and pick up the object, and then, uh, you know, some of them speak to me louder than others. They can be all kind. I've seen every manner of jewelry, watch, um, eyeglasses, toys, you know, a photo, any number of objects. Well, this one was a little doll that looked like um, he came off the Cracker Jacks box, a little sailor maybe four or five inches tall, five you know, five inches tall, maybe, maybe, no more. You can easily fit in the palm of your hand. And he's a little felt doll, and he had a goofy little look on his face. And I pick him up, and I go, whoa, all right, um, he tell. I mean, I'm getting, it's then I all of a sudden, it's like, he tells me, or uh, this little guy says, I'm surrounded by love. I am surrounded by love. I don't know what that means, but, and then a number of women, I mean, like five of them, all start cracking up because what they had done prior to putting the doll on the table they Mm. were taking pictures of the little doll stuffed down their cleavage with photos like selfies where they see the Ah. little guy and so I interpreted being surrounded by lots of women uh, and and as oh surrounded by love okay so but that was just like okay sometimes they don't get it perfectly but that you know I'm, I'm trying to like what the hell is this you know it's like oh okay and it was just kind of funny, and it was just, I, I felt a little, I mean, I my I get a little embarrassed, but it was fun, and they all laughed, and we all laughed, and it was, all right, now I need to snap back in because that just took me off my my game, you know, I wasn't really expecting a whole lot of cleavages in my face, you know, so but it was fun and it was kind of real, and and then uh, anyway, there's oh, I it's, w- it's
0: it's 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 interesting, yeah, um, how the universe uh what the universe feeds to us for us to be able to translate so so you were translating being surrounded by women as love which is very interesting i might translate it as something else
1: sure well it felt very sexual but i mean i i just it's like i'm not prepared to speak about lots of cleavages at this moment (laughs) during a spiritual (laughs) moment on a stage uh, that's funny. Yeah. So it's like, uh, okay, where do we go? Well, I mean, anyone that uh, people have done readings or have had readings and you're doing them publicly, sometimes information comes out that maybe you have to be very diplomatic about how you present it, you know. So, and it's just, it's fun, though. I mean, it's human. It's uh, what we do.
0: When did you first realize that you had this gift?
1: Um, I I, well, I... Can I back it up a little further? I didn't even know that this gift existed until mm-hmm. I saw uh, a psychic medium by the name of Kenny Kingston. I give him credit for showing this to me. If you if you Google Kenny Kingston, you'll see he was the uh, psychic medium to Marilyn Monroe and many other uh, Hollywood celebrities from the 60s and 70s, and you know, in that genre. When I met him, he was uh, probably in his 80s, uh, but he showed me how psychometry works. We talked about uh, the methodology a little bit behind it, and he just did a brief demonstration. Said try it. It wasn't like he really, you know, it was more like, hey, let's play ball. Here, throws me something. Try it. See what you get. And I, well, um, um, and he said, yeah, that's it. Now, you know, you're just relax, relax. See what it has to say, and I did, and it was really fun. So, that, um, so Kenny showed me it was possible. He read something of mine, and then as a kind of a lark, I was starting to do things picking up things around the house and then i was really convinced that i could do this when uh, i went to uh, a friend's house his name is scott michaels uh, in hollywood he runs uh, dearly departed tours and Hmm. he very graciously said you know what i've got a bunch of objects that might be interesting for you to see if you can get anything off of them and so, uh, all right, let's see. I mean, it was really like, I, I, let's see if this works. Let's see if I really have it. And so he gave me a couple of, like, you know, it looks like, you know, a little piece of leather, or a brick, a uh, piece of plastic. It's like, what are you supposed to get? For? It's not like it has someone's name monogrammed on it. So I, I picked up this one piece of little piece of black leather. And I'd say it was smaller than, it's like your thumbnail and down to your first joint. Like maybe an inch an inch and a half. I don't know, mm-hmm. but that is whatever you have your your finger t- your thumb tip to like your first joint. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe an inch wide. You know, it's small. But it was black leather. I picked it up and I immediately kind of flashed I kind of did a slow blank, and kind I of say I see a very pretty blonde woman preening in the rearview mirror of a car. She looks like she is from um, the late 50s, early 60s, kind of the bubble blonde hairdo, Marilyn Monroe-ish mm-hmm. um, kind of person. And the guy said, well, actually, that piece of leather comes from the car in which uh, Jane Mansfield was killed. Oh, wow. And so, as it turns out, Jane Mansfield was a beautiful blonde woman from that era. And you know that thing where women will do their eye eye makeup, their eye li- their eyelashes sure. in, a, in a small rearview mirror? And that's what I was getting a glimpse of.
0: I have a funny, uh, an interesting bit of trivia about that by the way so um, Jane was in the car with her boyfriend, her two kids, Melissa Haggerty mm-hmm. and then her son, mm-hmm. who I happened to know when I lived in LA, were in the back and I believe, I don't know whether they were in a convertible, whatever it was, there was a big semi in front of them mm-hmm. and the car, the truck stopped and the car did not stop in time uh. so the car went underneath the truck and it almost decapitated her. Yes. The kids were fine. Yeah. What's interesting, if you are behind, next time our listeners are behind a semi-truck, you'll see that there is a bar on the back of that truck that prevents that from happening. And the name of that bar is called the Mansfield Bar.
1: Uh, I don't want a safety feature like that ever named after me.
0: <laughs> exactly, right?
1: <laughs> oh. oh, God. Well, as it turns out, Scott now owns that full vehicle. And, oh, one thing that I learned... Because we, we, you know, I was talking about this the other day, and Barb was like, yeah, I heard about that. And then we, you know, YouTube is now the place where you can see any and everything. And there was Mm -hmm. a a report on the fact that she actually wasn't decapitated. I know you said she was partially. She Mm -hmm. had a bad scalp laceration. But she had been wearing a blonde wig at the time. And it came off of her head, which caused people that ran up to see the hair lying there, making them think that she had been decapitated when it was the impact of this terrible thing that really, you know, she died from a severe head injury. So there's no question about that. But Well,
0: thank you for correcting me. It's, 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 I always want to know what really happened. And I got that, I got that. I believe they're, the newspapers back in the day, that's all they were talking about oh, yeah. was it's more the decapitation. Yeah, oh, of course, it sells newspapers, right? Today yes. it sells television. Yes. Interesting. So, Mark, we're just starting a new year, and I'm excited about it. And we both have TV shows coming up. And I, I want you to plug what you do for a living, and tell our listeners how they can reach out to you for readings, for questions.
1: Sure. Well, um, if you look up my website is Mark Nelson Medium. Um, if you go there, you'll see uh, some of my video work, some of the work I've done. Um, you'll have testimonials, but essentially what I do is, I would say, 90-95% of the work I do is, uh, over the phone. I had one person visit the house this week, which is unusual. Oh, But, wow. I, but I can go to, a, I can go a week or two without seeing anybody at my home in Woodland Hills. And it's just, it's not convenient. I mean, I actually had my first, uh, reading from, um, Brazil. Someone, uh, from Sao-, Sao Paulo, Brazil, found me on a site. And uh, you know, reached out. And the great thing about Skype is you can call from. I mean, I've literally read uh, Europe uh, people in Indonesia, Mexico, anywhere in the United States. And because Skype is a fairly handy tool, so how
0: far out are you booking right now? Um, I get a
1: couple of weeks. I mean, I'm. I, I'm not going to tell you. I'm, I'm. I mean, once in a while, I get a gap where I can you know, read someone. You know, two days in advance, something like that. But very often it's a, a couple of weeks in advance.
0: Okay. Well, book now, book often because in a couple of months you are going to be spending a lot of time on a set.
1: Uh, that is my my goal, hope, and expectation. And um, uh, you know, I would I would also to Cindy. I was going to tell everyone if you want to experiment with psychometry, just mm-hmm. um, I would ask you to look at items that say if if you. I prefer like a ring, something metal. It seems like that it holds it better. You know, it's like most people will, and it it doesn't have to be expensive. I have held the the cruddiest $1.99, you know, jewelry or earrings, and people have even given me like a string, you know, like a lucky, Mm -hmm. you know, string bracelet someone gave them. They wore it for years, and it just fell off, and so they mailed that and said, if you don't mail it back, I don't care. Uh, Most of the readings I do, most people don't want them back, but I will on occasion. If you really want me to hold something, it could be something that's of uh, personal interest or whatever, uh, you can mail it to me in a self-addressed stamped envelope. But let's start out by just talking on the site. I mean, like I say, the vast majority of the time, I don't need it. It's nice to have if if I meet you in person. Sometimes I do large events where there's an awful lot of people around, and it helps me kind of zero in on a single person Whereas, you know, um, rather than the energy of hundreds or, you know, more people. so
0: Okay, so I'm going to post the link to your website on our Grave Misunderstandings Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And it's free to sign up, so please go and sign up and mm-hmm. tell all your friends about it. Uh, the more people we have, the more questions and interaction we have, that's what we want. And if you send us photos, uh, we'll post, you know, if if you want to share readings or if you want to share your results of of what mark did for you during a a psychometry session we're happy to put it on the web our our goal with with grave misunderstandings is just to create awareness and tell you you're not weird or crazy if you experience any of these things
1: (laughs) no gosh no and and cindy um, i by the way you know you're i love working with you cindy has uh, an amazing do we want to talk a little bit about your business i mean you're, sure you're a wonderful real estate agent you're based in northern California uh, you also I mean in addition to you know being able to handle significant beautiful properties you're also someone that has uh, another specialty where you're able to assist with distressed homes you want to talk about that a little
0: bit sure I own a company called past life homes and uh, I, I'm in the San Francisco Bay area in the East Bay and uh, I sell a lot of homes I love real estate I just I love it but you know, you really don't go looking for a niche in real estate. They usually find you. And I grew up in haunted homes. My my family is psychic. The mother side, my mother's side of my family is very, very gifted. And I don't want to say I'm psychic, but you know, I've got energy around me. So these things don't frighten me. So I again I don't look for this business, they find me, but I sell a lot of homes. People come to me that um, they have a home to sell where there's been a murder a suicide uh, a stigmatized home could be a celebrity home for people are always driving by it could be a meth lab a drug lab uh, it could just be a rumor of a haunting anything that could affect the material value of the home is considered stigmatized so my specialty is going out and I have a whole team that, that researches whatever events may have happened there. And my specialty is to go out and get market value or greater for that home. And that's what I do. And uh, I will I will disclose that I have a team that is with me uh, when needed. And Mark is a very, very integral part of my team. And I appreciate that, Mark. And I also want to thank you because one of the things that, that you have done since, since I've met you is um, – really helping me understand my gifts and telling me i'm not crazy and, and nurturing you are not. it so you definitely
1: you. i just let me i know we're, we're wrapping up soon but cindy does have uh what i would call a really marked uh sensitivity she can walk in and and just gets a feeling that i trust and then i will go and take a look and see and and i really think that you've had some wonderful what we'll call hits about a mm-hmm. location where there's uh, a spirit there's something may have occurred and you you do it and that's that's a, a lovely thing and i think it's great for you because you really do find yourself in a lot of different environments that you haven't mm-hmm. been before and it, so, I think it helps you understand where you are
0: right before i plug my real estate my real estate site i i need to tell you a story all right so you met mary my friend mary yes so mary who is part of my team part of my research team for the stigmatized homes she has a daughter that was just up in Yosemite. In fact, we're going to oh, be yeah. interviewing her in a couple of weeks. And she had uh, a really bad, I believe, a demonic experience in a home up there. And, and I'm going to save the details for later. So she, married was telling me this story and said, you really need to reach out to Megan and talk to her. Actually, yeah, Megan or Madison. I get her daughters confused. Anyway, she says, you have to reach out to my daughter. And she's telling me some of the things her daughter is telling me on the phone. So while she's doing this, and and there's a video, so I have like a little camera, but as she's doing this, I can see, I can see what's going on. There's a dark figure in the upper left-hand corner of the room she's in, and then I actually spoke to her in person today, and I was asking her questions, and she's describing it, and I'm seeing everything, and and i i'm describing the bedroom i'm describing the and there were instances in both the bedroom and the main living area i'm describing it i pinpointed the location i said it was it was the same location on two different levels she says oh my gosh yes but i saw that and i Mm -hmm. have never really done that before and i i honestly don't know how to i don't know i it's hard for me to wrap my mind around but i saw it
1: yes well, I think that you're, you're really, uh, you, you've tapped into this, you're open to it, and it's really fascinating what, what occurs. And it's it just like, so much of what I end up doing for people is trying to convince them that they are not crazy. Mm-hmm. They're not crazy, you're, you're accurate, this is a, a, a for real thing, and it's just being open to the idea of not trying to dissuade yourself of what you've experienced.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, kids are very interesting because kids have not been programmed that you're nuts if you see something i mean how many kids do you know that have the imaginary friend or that have these active imaginations right and um they don't know that that it's impossible but the older we get we are programmed that we're nuts if it doesn't fit into a certain circle or a certain square it's if it's outside the norm you're crazy something must be wrong with you yeah and i think you used a term earlier you were talking about your psychometry and and you said you know i just relaxed into it i think if we all just relaxed and meditated on some level whatever works for us i think every one of us have have the ability to do what you and i do
1: i think that um to a lesser or greater extent i love drawing the um the parallel to singing it's like mm-hmm if you can open your mouth and breathe in and out to some level you can sing. That said, no one in their right mind is gonna pay to listen to me sing. They're going to try to drown it out, put on earphones because I don't sing very well. But maybe there are moments when I do manage to carry a tune and then it gets interesting. I think that this is comparable to like, you know, someone who may normally not consider themselves to be psychic they get a, they're in the groove for all these, uh, the stars align. They hear something that could save their life, that could be meaningful. Mm -hmm. And then I think that if we're all open to it, then that can happen more often. Even if you really say, I'm not don't. I don't know, I'm (laughs) like a rock, I don't know, I don't hear anything. But then, when you stop telling yourself that stuff, and everything, something happens, and then you get a sense that you check, and it's like, I don't know how I knew that, but I knew it. And I think Mm -hmm. that can happen to anybody.
0: What I find interesting is you don't, like, I visually see these things. I I can see it. You, it's for you. It's like an afterthought, right?
1: Well, I sometimes, I I really can see them too. You know what it comes down to is, like, there are different kinds of spirits. Um, Some are, may, uh, and they all want to take advantage of what you bring to the table. Mm -hmm. So, let's say, Cindy, you may have a very sharp sense of being able to see see things psychically they're Mm going to tap that um i i do see things sometimes psychically and it makes my head spin a little bit Mm -hmm. um but i may be better at having it you know given to me in a different way it Mm -hmm. all depends they're going to use whatever you bring to the table in order to to convey a message uh present themselves whatever it would be
0: Mm. so may i give myself a cheap plug please before we sign off okay make it a very so,
1: nice up, uh, <laughs> a luxurious um plug not not any cheap one
0: i think i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna dance it out <laughs> open a dance. It, it'll be a visual so um so i am a realtor here in in the san francisco bay area i'm very good at what i do um if you are thinking about selling your home and know it does not have to be haunted or a murder spot or anything like that I sell a lot of homes anywhere from like you know a couple hundred thousand up to several million I'm very good at what I do I have a very professional team and if you're thinking of selling please reach out to me at TheHagleyGroup.com or at uh, actually just click the link below I will have my site there and of course if you or anyone you know has a stigmatized home I do a lot of pro bono work in this field, and I have no problem doing that. So I'm only licensed in California, but I fly all across the country to help people with issues like this. And with that being said, Mark, I cannot believe we've just wrapped up our first show of 2020. Hey,
1: oh my gosh.
0: I know. I'm excited because uh, we touched briefly about uh, the young lady that had the what i believe is a demonic experience up in yosemite and you've had some experiences in yosemite haven't you actually i was up
1: in oakhurst which has been called the uh the gateway to yosemite i was at mm-hmm. the um uh, something sky um f- sky ranch oh gosh um the it, it may be yosemite sky ranch anyway to an mm-hmm. oakhurst sky ranch um and i clearly had some very powerful thumping banging noises mm-hmm. Turned the heat off in our, in our room, which was like, it went from being like, it's warm and nice until my God, by freezing to death, we could store meat in here and, Mm. and other things. And, uh, I also, Barbara and my, uh, also had to envision, we both said, I dreamed about someone. I saw someone last night. So did I. What did you see? Let's both say at the same time. Yep. That's what I saw. So Mm. we both had a very comparable experience, which was kind of creepy.
0: So. You and I talked about going to this site and investigating it. And I would like to invite any of our listeners that might want to join us. Um, I think we could probably have four people total. Does that sound good, Mark? Yeah,
1: that I mean, otherwise it starts to be too noisy and too bumpy and all of that.
0: Mm-hmm. So if you are interested in joining us on the investigation of this home, it'll probably be, I'm guessing, February. Just comment in the links below. Tell us you want to join tell us why are you psychic do you have any gifts are you a skeptic do you just want a photograph or video you know give us something to to go on and we will take the first few compelling people and invite you along with us
1: that that sounds like a lot of fun
0: excellent so mark oh my gosh another show have a great rest of your week and we're going to be back uh, in a couple of weeks with another show, please don't keep us a secret. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your minister. Yeah, we actually have clergy listening to us too. Oh, absolutely. And uh, be sure to to, to uh, you know to hit up our sponsors. We are very grateful for you and reach out to us. We will see you next time.
1: Bye bye, bye Cindy.
0: Bye Mark.